0: Mac and Ernie. Listen back on the RTE Radio Player app.
1: Alright, it's time now for our Friday gathering where we take a look back at the big stories of the week and I'm joined in studio by Fine Gael Senator and Leader of the Shannon Regina Doherty, People Before Profit TD for Dunleary, Richard Boyd Barrett, Colette Brown, barrister and columnist with the Irish Independent and finally I'm joined by Grainne Nier, journalist with the Journal.ie. and thank you all very much for joining us this morning. Um, Regina, I'll come to yourself first on the news breaking this morning and last night in relation to this event, um, the Iraqis event uh, that was held on Wednesday night 80 people attending Derek Leary the Minister for Agriculture or the former Minister for Agriculture has resigned this morning serious questions now being raised about Phil Hogan the EU Commissioner and also Seamus Wolfe the uh, Supreme Court Judge um, I don't know if you heard the statement that I read out from Phil Hogan just before the break oh, no. um, but he is I, I'll read it out for you again um, he's saying that uh, I, it, this is in the, in the last hour he said I attended the the Golf Society dinner on Wednesday on the clear understanding that the organisers and the hotel concerns have been assured by the Irish Hotels Federation that the arrangements put in place will be in compliance with the government's guidelines prior to the event he says I had complied fully with the government's quarantine requirements having been in Ireland since late July is that enough do you think or do you think his position is tenable? I think the very first thing he needs to do is to apologise for breaching the guidelines
2: whether it was intentional or not intentional but can I just say um, this business of there was 81 in two rooms and who cares Who thought it was okay to have a hoolie of a golf society when people cannot attend family functions, christenings, their weddings? They can't even attend the funerals of their friends or their family. Who thought it was okay to have a hoolie of a golf society? Mm. Whether there was 49 or 79 people there. It is a gross and a stunning misreading of the public mood and the public judgment. Um, And we expect more from leaders and we should quite simply, I believe, get more from leaders. And so the very least he needs to do is to apologise for whether he intentionally made a mistake or not a mistake with regard to the guidelines. But he's also clearly, as has anybody else who attended that dinner on Wednesday night, really, really misread the public mood. And, you know, given the week that we've had, And it's been an interesting week before we even got to the revelations of last night. um,
1: I think we need to get a grip. Mm. Well, he seems to think it's OK, judging by his statement. He said he was assured by the Irish Hotels Federation the arrangements had been put in place.
2: Well, look, I think that's easy to blame the Irish Hotels Federation. I don't think when anybody arrived in that room and saw the way it was set up the other night, they thought we should that they should have left. In fact, it shouldn't have been gone. It shouldn't have been organised.
1: Is an apology so, enough, Regina, for Phil Hogan? Um, or is his position tenable as a leader, as you say?
2: So I'll say, my heart tells me that we need to lead by example. There's absolutely nobody in this world is perfect and we all make mistakes. And so the very least that needs to be done is a recognition by everybody who was there that it was wrong, it shouldn't have happened, regardless of the numbers, regardless of whether they broke this week's regulations, last month's regulations, it doesn't matter. The public mood and the ask by leaders and by government yeah. for the last Okay, month, but month.
1: Derek Cleary apologised but that wasn't enough, he resigned. It wasn't so enough. why wasn't, what I'm asking you is should so, Phil well, Hogan well, okay, also resign?
2: be very straight and answer you. Okay, what I want, what I would love to see is an apology. Um, it, I don't think it's up to me to determine whether a U, an EU commissioner resigns or not. I think, first of all, it should be up to him. But second of all, it should be up to his senior uh, people to have discussions with him as to whether they think his behaviour um, needs to be called into question. But look, as a human being, uh, based on the, the massive ask that we're making of Irish people today if anybody has to question the legitimacy or the moral guidance of people who went
1: to that holy the other night I'm sorry you don't
2: Okay, like and, and, be and can to be you asked. talk
1: to me then about Seamus Wolfe uh, the Supreme Court judge who would have been AG at the time yeah. uh, the pandemic hit here and would have been involved in drawing up the regulations yeah, I, uh, the I, initial again, regulations
2: again I think it's a stunning lapse of judgement I think it's utterly disappointing um, I think the anger in the country is absolutely justified today right. so
1: can we have somebody who's displaying a stunning lack of judgement as you put it, sitting in the Supreme Court?
2: Again, I think that's an, uh, a question that they have to answer themselves. I don't think really, honestly, I mean, like, I'm only a senator, I don't think it's up
1: to me to make that call. I know, of course uh, it's not, like, I, um, I understand that. I'm, I'm asking for your opinion. Would you feel comfortable with somebody who's displaying, as you say, a stunning lack of judgment in relation to something that, as one texter said earlier, a child would know you shouldn't do, sitting in the Supreme Court? Well, so I, I,
2: I would say personally, for somebody that was so closely involved in drafting the regulations... Um, that it is very strange that they would see um, arrive at a scenario where they were clearly in breach of the regulations the other evening and not walk away. I think that's really disappointing.
1: Okay, Uh, Richard?
3: Yeah, Phil Hogan's explanation is just not good enough and I think his position is completely untenable. What have the Irish Hotels Federation got to do with this? Uh, There are clear public guidelines. Everybody who was at that event was at an event where they knew they were breaching the public health guidelines and it made a mockery of all of the restrictions and hardships that are being imposed on other people. And for Seamus Wolf, who would have had to sign off on every single piece of legislation passed by the last government during the height of the pandemic, who's supposed to be upholding the law when the law is so restrictive and draconian for people at the moment, his position is completely untenable as well. Uh, and this comes on top of a week where public health guidelines were communicated in the most shambolic way, where people do not know what they're supposed to do. They don't understand the rationale for things. But the very people who have been lecturing the rest of the population about their responsibilities in terms of COVID-19 are then involved in a bizarre, flagrant uh, breach uh, of those uh, guidelines at a party. For a golf society, uh, so what do you, th- by the do you
1: think it should happen? Because we have had, among the texts that we've had um, in relation to this, lots of people saying they should all resign. Is is that? going a bit too far Richard or is that tenable or would that that help people do you think?
3: I think people in positions of governmental responsibility or people charged with upholding the law of the land in the case of the Attorney General or people who are in particular positions where those positions have been appointed by the government and that government is telling everybody else how to behave and then flagrantly disregard that and are involved in an incredible uh, double standard um, which under minds, uh, the very things they are telling everybody else to do, that's not tenable. Those people at the very least should go and we need a full explanation of everybody who was there, how the thing was organised, who on earth thought this was okay. Uh, it's really unbelievable and of mm-hmm. course beyond that, there's the very serious issue of what we do in the future. People are very confused now okay. and we need the Dahal to come back very quickly uh, to The tarnished that
1: matters. Leo Riker is tweeting in the last minute, uh, he says that the event organised by the Iraq Iraqis Golf Society should not have happened. I understand he's. Says how extremely difficult the restrictions have been for people, and the enormous sacrifices we have all made. Funerals, christenings, weddings, family holidays, and other really important family occasions have been foregone to protect each other and the most vulnerable. As representatives, we should lead by example. In recognition of the series of this matter, seriousness of this matter, I have removed the party whip from Senators Jerry Buttimer, Paddy Burke, and John Cummins. Senator Jerry Buttimer has also resigned his position as Laskahirlek of the Shannon. All have apologised profusely and accept they made a serious error of judgment. Is that enough from Vinigale's perspective, do you think, Colette?
0: Well I think that sends at least a strong signal that you know it was unacceptable. Um, I actually anticipated earlier on that that is what would happen and now the ball is back I think in Micheál Martin's court um, because you know Dara Cleary is still the deputy leader of Fianna Fáil as far as I'm aware. Um, Other members, senators in the party you know there's been no sanction against them and I mean I was just thinking about this earlier and even walking into a room with 81 people I mean especially if you're an elected representative I think the most people I've been around since this whole thing started six months ago is 10 people at a barbecue outside, and that was a while ago. So did anybody think when they went into this room, hang on, maybe we shouldn't be there, were alarm bells not ringing? We had Mehol Martin yesterday or the day before saying the guidelines were completely clear, the new restrictions were completely clear. Um, Derek Leary himself was out in the media on Wednesday morning explaining the new restrictions, explaining the new guidelines, and then apparently attended this event later that day. I mean, it just... Defies belief, and the anger that's out there. I mean, I have friends who've had to cancel a five-year-old's birthday party after these new regulations came into place. We all know people whose weddings have had to be cancelled, mm-hmm. funerals, and to think this kind of glib thing, or oh, we'll put a partition in the room, and then that will make everything okay. I mean, I think it's utterly appalling, and you know, a strong signal needs to go out from the political establishment. Now they've made a mess of this. I thought earlier on in the w- this week, the stupidest thing that a minister would do would be to compare a pandemic to a a trampoline. Um, obviously I was wrong about that. Um, so they really just need to get a grip now. This is serious. Lives literally depend on this. They need to get the messaging right. And August, this time of the year, it was supposed to be their easy time. They're supposed to be the time where they could all recharge their batteries and prepare for the onslaught ahead yeah, when children to go bring, back to school.
1: Um, I do want to bring Ronnie in the on that, but just on that particular point first, Regina, um, as, as Colette is saying, August is meant to be the easy time, it's meant to be the silly season. What happens when we hit the hard stuff? You know, what happens when we hit the budget and the difficult decisions that are going to have to be made there when we hit a possible second wave, when the schools are reopened, if they can't handle this? So I think, um, and somebody said it yesterday, that the next
2: number of days needs to be a time where our three party leaders in the coalition get together and ensure what the plan is going to be, not just for cohesion in the next couple of weeks, but for communications, because this week has been a really, really poor example um, of how you communicate. And I think it's even worse when you hear people double downing and saying, oh, no, the message is real simple. It's it's our fault that we don't understand it. The vast majority of Irish people do not understand the logic behind what was announced uh, on Tuesday. And uh, Professor Peter Lunn went some way to extending some... Explanation of why it is last night, but we need an awful lot more of that. So where is it's it going Irish wrong? it's not Irish people's fault when view? they don't understand what we're asking of them. If the government is going to be prescriptive, they need to be
1: precise. Where is it going wrong? Is this down to the leadership of Micheál Martin? Is it Leo Varadkar, as lots of commentators have said, backbiting and, and undermining him? Is it relationships between the two men? Where is this all so going wrong? So I don't. Wrong?
2: First of all, can I genuinely say I don't think there's anybody trying to undermine anybody. I think that might be construed in some way, but I really don't believe there anybody is. We spend an awful long time trying to put this programme for government together. Yeah, Yes, there is tensions in relationships and it's past, and it's, you know, we, but we have to develop a team ethos and a spirit here that we want to work in the best interest of the Irish people, because otherwise, what's the bloody point? Mm. So, you know, in the next very short time, we need to get a grip. We need to fix our communications and we all need to put on a green jersey, leave behind the blue shirt or whatever other colours that we come from and put on the green jersey and say there is the most serious um Catastrophe in our country that we have ever seen before, and hopefully we'll ever see again. Okay. We need to put on the green jersey and start communicating precisely with people in simple, clear, and understandable messages. Because you're right, this is supposed to be the quiet season. We're going to head. Are you worried? Well, actually, are you worried about the sustainability of this government? I am worried about the future direction that Ireland is going in. Because if we don't no, have government. cohesion are you in a government, s- sustainability. We we need people to pull together in the next number of weeks and months, uh, and hopefully it's not years, to make sure that Irish people get. through through with the least loss of life and the least loss of our health um, and the least impact on our economy get through this catastrophe that we're going through that okay. our children go back to school safely that people can travel around Ireland and not be all right. well, we all want that, you know. Afraid. I mean, you know, We all want
1: that um, Simon Harris the uh, Minister for Higher, Higher Education has tweeted in the last minute or so We've all worked so hard for so long People have sacrificed so much I'm struggling to put words in how shocking and upsetting I find what has happened People are guttered and anger is palpable I feel that too but we can't let this stop us all working to keep each other safe. Uh, Gráinne Nié, what's your view on that statement, on the statement from Leo Varadkar and the statement earlier from Micheál Martin, all saying this is unacceptable? Is that going to be enough to put this to bed?
4: This is a massive political scandal uh, and and the reason for that is it confirms all the suspicions and cynicisms that people have about politicians. So it is not going to be enough to tweet out a statement about this. We have to kind of see that the, polit- you know, reform has kind of happened. It was a huge group of people from TDs and senators, loads of different parties involved and these are the people that are meant to be leading us by example during a crisis and also out of the crisis. You and then in this event, you have them bending the rules in or you know, that they're asking everyone else to comply by, and their public health guidelines in the midst of a pandemic. And then, the, you know, the 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 presence of um the Supreme Court Judge Seamus Wolfe in particular, who helped uh, draft the guidelines that were apparently, you know, broken in this at this event, that is just completely unacceptable. This is a man whose job it is to have good judgment in the highest court in this country, and who was a former. Attorney General. He has questions to ask and I know the judiciary don't like to get involved in the public um, arena but he has to answer these, you know why he was in attendance and mm. he knows the ins and outs of why this, there is a, uh, these restrictions are in place to keep people safe. I, I can completely understand the, the, the palpable anger out there from people and, and Simon Harris acknowledges that in its statement yeah. but it's more than words that we need at this stage. Like, there, was a, there was a very flagrant oh, we have, breach um, and it's some insult Some people. of that
1: anger or a lot of that anger is coming through to us on text to 51551 this morning. Just a couple of your messages. Uh, one person says, I'm fuming listening to that golf gathering with 80 people. Last week we had a christening for much long-awaited twins with nine people at it. Tomorrow we have a confirmation with five people attending. Uh, another person from Malahide said, I feel disgust at that golf event. My daughter, a nurse in one of the country's biggest hospitals, is obeying all new restrictions and is not using public transport to work with the result." having to pay 15 euro per day parking on a uh, nurses' wages and then Eugene in Trim says I'm not allowed to watch my club pay in, por- in uh, play which can hold uh, 25,000 in a club that can hold 25,000 and my parents have to drop their sons at the match on Sunday and drive home and two hours later drive back to pick them up I'm so mad to hear of politicians at this golf event so mad with what has happened um, where do we go to from here Richard Boybard uh, you want the doll recalled is that right
3: yeah and uh, I reiterated really that we put out a statement this week and I reiterated that to the business committee uh, this morning. Uh, I've written to them saying that the doll needs to be reconvened. We need to have the Taoiseach in to explain what has happened to this situation and what he's going to do about it. Uh, I just want to say that it isn't good enough to put out critical statements. The uh, position of Phil Hogan and Seamus Wolfe are completely untenable. And if these words of criticism by government ministers are going to mean anything, they need to call for those two people uh, at the very right. least Should to the resign. dog be
1: re- re- recalled,
2: Regina? Um, I think going into the next week... Um, what I would like to see is far more visibility from our Minister for Education. Um, I think there is a real hope and ambition for all of the staff. And but parents you to know, get you sound a little
1: first. bit like an opposition party member here. Well
2: no, i like, well I'll tell you what I'm speaking now from is a mammy. I have two kids coming back to school next week and the photographs that I've got from my school do not have tables two metres or one metre apart from each other in comparison to the school that Mehol Martin was in yesterday where the school tables were four metres apart from each other.
1: Mm. I'm concerned. Yeah, so, so, is it, so are many, many so people okay. and have been calls for the last couple of weeks to hear more from Norma Foley to answer some of the questions that so many we people have and the first we heard of her really was this morning. Um, yeah, so I think
2: we should and that's not just you know we also have our Leaving Cert grades coming out in the next couple of weeks and so I think we need to see far more visibility whether that happens in the dollar or whether she just makes statements, shows us the algorithms, talks about the process about how predictive grades are going to be announced, talks about the fears and gives people a, a forum in the next number of weeks for parents to be able to express their concerns. Will my children be able to see their pa- my, my parents? Will I be able to see my parents when my children goes back to we need answers with regard to public guidance. It isn't that the guidelines that have been issued are great, they're telling schools what to do and when to do it but it's not answering parents' concerns. Mm. Now I don't think that's going to happen at all but I definitely would love to see more visibility of our Minister for okay. um, Colette, and Sheehan
1: was on the show earlier and he was making the point that in his view the schools reopening this government, this government's future rests on the schools reopening and that going according to plan.
0: Yeah but well, they've made it an article of faith that the schools will reopen they will reopen on time. Um, Leo Veracker has said on a number of occasions that it would reflect very badly on the government if it didn't go smoothly if the schools didn't reopen. But I mean, Richard is right. I mean, the doll has to be recalled. Normally during August the doll isn't sitting because nothing is happening. Everybody's on holidays. There's no news events. Um, I mean, we're in the middle of a, a, a chaotic storm at the moment, and there's more on the horizon. And if anybody thinks the reopening of schools is going to go, go going to go smoothly. I mean... It's absolutely it, there's absolutely no, no no way that it is I mean schools have only had a month really since Norma Foley announced her plan to plan for the reopening um, if they had to get any construction work done they would have had to get tenders they would have. there's a planning process if you need to get a prefab there's a six month waiting period in relation to that there's a, a wait list even to get a prefab in the first place we have this mess with the school transport system so everybody knew that children would have to socially distance when they went back into the classroom but nobody in the Department of Education or the Department of Transport apparently thought that, oh, hang on a minute, maybe they'd have to socially distance on their means of transport to the schools, mm. So we have a huge shortage I of mean, school buses. The Leaving Cert is another disaster that's on the horizon. The all has to be sitting. There has to be oversight of what's happening at the moment. And politicians need to be there to answer questions, legitimate questions, and try to assuage at least some of the fears that people have about what's going on at I, the moment. I'm,
1: I want to go to Grainne on Sorry. that. Um, Graney, your thoughts on, on the schools, the importance of the schools reopening, and how the government can get all of this back on track?
4: I think that all does have to come back purely to clarify for people what is actually meant to happen. We're at a phase that is actually quite complicated where we're opening some parts of society up and then clamping down on other parts in order to keep businesses open so people can stay and work and so we can open the schools. If they don't get the leaving cert right on the 7th of September and the schools reopening, the government's in big trouble and it's already in big trouble. If they don't get that right, and there's a lot of things that can go wrong between, you know, as someone was saying, I can only have six people over to my house, but there's an average of 30 kids in a classroom. How is that going to work? And as time goes on, it will kind of clarify the hiccups in the system, the guidelines that have already put it, been put in place for schools. Mm. And it's not, you know, where, we, where we've seen with the virus, it doesn't seem to affect children uh, in the same way that it does older people, but kids are going to go back to their parents. Parents may have had underlying conditions or, you know, uh, uh, be even anxious about the virus. And all of that needs to be managed, like the mental health of kids as they go into school and they're worried about bringing something back to their parents, that's going to be a big issue and the government needs to be there to kind of offer support, leadership, and answer questions that people have about this. Okay, Richard, you yeah, want well,
3: to Basic questions, parents, students, uh, and teachers do not know answers to basic questions like how many children is it safe to have in a classroom and how uh, uh, far apart do they have to be, given that we already have some of the most overcrowded classrooms uh, in Europe pre-COVID. And there's another area, by the way, it's not just education, we need a serious discussion about the capacity of our health service, if there's going to be a surge. I mean, at this stage, levels of hospitalisation and ICU are relatively low, but we are inches away because the capacity of our health service is so poor from that health service being overrun if there's a significant spike in cases. And I have no idea. Have we had permanent increases in the capacity of ICU? Mm. What is the status of recruitment uh, of nurses and other healthcare workers in order to increase the capacity of our health service in the face of a surge? None of that is clear to us.
1: Lots of questions. A final question to you, Regina, before we wrap up. Uh, Where is the leadership?
2: Well, I think you can see the
1: leadership from my party leader this
2: morning um, in his swift response. Um, Jerry Bottomer resigned as Alaska Herlock and our senators that attended this week um, have been suspended from the party, which, you know, might seem trivial to other people, but I'm sure it's heartbreaking to them. Um, the last week has been really difficult for the entire government, for all three parties. We need to get a grip um, on our communications and on our message. We need to recognise the huge ask that we're making of people and we need to lead by example.
1: All right. Well, thank you all very much for joining me this morning. Um, That is Regina Doherty, Richard Boyd-Barrett, Colette Brown and Grainne Nier. We'll be back after this.
0: Today with Sarah McInerney on RTE Radio 1.